Thank you for downloading and listening to the Briam Bible Church Sunday Morning Podcast. Briam Bible Church is located in Shoreline, Washington, morning worship at 11, and many more events throughout the week. For more information, please visit our website at www.bereanshoreline.org. Uh, well, good morning, everyone. It's a pleasure to be here, uh, and, uh, and I really mean it. Uh, thank you so much for all your support. This is our first time here. We never met before, um, well, just with a few of you, but we've never been in this church, and you are so kind and so loving, and we, we are supported by you, so we are very glad to be here. This is a privilege. This is an honor, and we thank the Lord so much, and we thank you so much for this opportunity. I want to share a little bit about our ministry and what God is doing in Paraguay. Um, let's see. Let's see. Oh, we have to turn it on. Yes. This is technology. We have to turn it on. Okay. Who are the Goulards? Because this is our first time, so some of you don't know who we are. Um, well, Delta is from Mexico, from the south of Mexico, from Tabasco. And I come from a small country, Uruguay, in the south of South America. And we serve in Paraguay, which is another country in the middle of South America, landlocked country. Um, I come from a church that was founded by Sally and Arnie Selfors. I think some of you know them. Uh, so I come from this Grace Church. And I want to show you a good picture. So let's see if you know who this person is. It's not my sister. This is me! <laughs> you have to see her face. I don't blame you. Yes, that's me before Christ. So you can see how powerful the grace of the Lord is. <laughs> he changed me inside, but as well outside. Praise the Lord. Yes, this is a 15 years old uh, Alex in Uruguay. Uh, I, I think that nobody will believe that this guy will uh, be a missionary or a pastor one day, not even a Christian. But here we are, uh, after the grace of the Lord came to our life. And I went to this ship, it's a boat, it's a missionary boat that belongs to OM, Operation Mobilization. Um, and I met my wife there, so we got married. And we, we served there for two years. And then we came to Uruguay to serve full-time with the Grace Church in Uruguay. And God bless us with three kids. Ainoa, who is uh, eight years old. Bastian, six years old. And Etienne, one year old. And he's for sale. So if you're interested, you can <laughs> come to me. We can, price is not a problem. You know, we can, we can talk about it. Yeah. So we, yeah. We serve with GMI Grace Ministries International. And this is our team. I think you know some of these people. We work with the Hudsons, and we work with the Bombers. We are very good friends. We get along very well with them, so we enjoy to work as a team. And the Menors is a family from Brazil who will join us, God willing, next year. So you will hear, you will hear about them very soon. Where do we serve? I mean, we, we, we mentioned that it's Paraguay, but I want to show you a little bit. This is the capital city, Asuncion. Then we have our home. It's called Ciudad del Este. There in yellow. And then we have the third main city, 
Encarnación, which we show you because in the future maybe we can work there. We have contacts, we do a lot of trips there, and it's a, a possibility to work there in the future. So this is the three main spots, and more than a half of the people in Paraguay live in this area, in the south of Paraguay. The rest of the country is kind of empty. We have native tribes, we have German communities, but uh, it's less than a half of the people uh, distributed in all this big area. Um, a few facts about Paraguay, so you can have an idea. We have 7 million people, and it's about the size of California. So it's not a huge country. Um, it's only 6% of the people profess to be Christians. It means that they profess to be Christians. Uh, so it doesn't mean that all of them are Christians. We have a lot of prosperity gospel, a lot of churches without Christ, without grace, without faith. It's more entertainment, it's more, you know, we're going to solve your life. We're going to just come, give your money, and everything's going to be okay. Um, So there's some people that profess to be Christians, but uh, we don't really know, or maybe we know uh, where their heart is. So 90% of, 94% of the people, you know, doesn't know Christ. So at least 94% of the people, they're not Christians. Uh, Most of them are Catholics. And when we say Catholics, don't, don't think in Catholics here in, in America. It's a little bit different. Uh, Catholics, there is no Bible, no Christ, no grace, no gospel. Um, and they are very radical in, the, in their religion. Um, and they are rich. We need to reach them with the gospel of, of the grace of the Lord. Um, there is 1.4 million people that lives under uh, or in extreme poverty, that means less than a dollar a day. We have a high rate of sexual abuse and a high rate of pregnancy in teens. These two things are related, sadly. And of course, we have a beautiful things about Paraguay to share. It's a beautiful country. We have a lot of blessings there. Uh, if the people that has uh, they're visiting, you know, you can say it's, it's a beautiful place. Uh, but we are sharing some of the things that are in our hearts. Uh, and that moves us there to, to preach the gospel and to work among the Paraguayans. About our, our city, Ciudad del Este, it's a very peaceful city. <laughs> if you want to just, you know, chill out and have a quiet day, you can come to Ciudad del Este. We can go to downtown and you can just walk freely through the streets and have a good time. Well, this is a Saturday in a good season. Uh, downtown, we live four blocks from this place. Four blocks from this place. Um, it's downtown, we will explain why it's so crowded. Ciudad del Este has more than 70 nations represented. Um, you name it. All the nations are there represented. It's a triple border, so we have border with Brazil and with Argentina. With Brazil, it's just crossing a bridge. We live a few blocks from the bridge, so we can walk, and we are in Brazil. We don't have to present our, test, our passport or ID. It's just a free transit uh, border. And then it's a tr- tax-free zone. That means that um, everything is, is cheaper than the rest of the region. So people come from different countries to buy things, especially technology. And this is why we have a lot of people from different areas of the world coming to do businesses there, and especially uh, illegal businesses. We have drug and gun trafficking like crazy. It's, uh, if you read, in theory, it's one of the most dangerous cities in the world, but uh, 
we we don't if we are not doing weird stuff you know you, you don't feel it you don't see it but there are a lot of things going on there and we have a huge muslim population 40,000 muslims arabs just living in in our city in our area and this is where we live we are there because we want to be intentional with them most of the churches in paraguay they don't know anything about the muslims they don't know anything about the mosque they don't know anything about islam or other religions you know they are just with the christians praising the lord but nobody's reaching them. And when we heard that, I said, we, we have to do something. So we went there and we live among the Muslims. We live in the, in the Muslim neighborhood, in the Arabic neighborhood. We learn Arabic. We study for two years. Um, we eat what they eat, as you can see. Good food. <laughs> they have good, good food, good stuff. And, and, uh, yeah, we spend time with them because we, we want to be intentional with them. If we are not intentional, we will not reach them with the gospel of the grace of the Lord. So we have to do multicultural evangelism. That's me, dressed as a Muslim, and that's our daughter Ainoa with our neighbor, Riham. So all our neighbors are, are Muslims, are Arabs. Uh, we need to have our door open so they can come, and they have their doors open so we can come. So uh, we can have people all day long in our house, or even in the night. Um, we just lock the door when we want to sleep. <laughs> um, there is an interesting word in, in Arabic, it's umma. Umma means community. But the umma is very important for, their, for them. The community is close. And not everybody is welcome. Once you are welcome, you are part of the family. Because community is family for them. And thanks God, and we really praise the Lord, by the grace of the God, we are part of that Ummah. We, we are welcome. They trust us and they can come to our house. They send their kids, their teenagers. They have questions. We talk with them. They come to have dinner in our house. We go into their houses. Our kids play together. And this is a wonderful opportunity to share God's grace with them. Because if we don't share God's grace with them, nobody will. Sadly. Most of the Christians there, as I said, they don't even care about the Muslims living in our city. This is a mosque. It's the biggest dome of South America. And uh, it's, a, it's a new mosque. It's a beautiful mosque. Um, it has four or five years or maybe less. And this is an interesting picture, a special picture for us. This is Delta. We were in the park. Let me show you this. This is Delta here. And we were in the park with our kids because we live in a little apartment, you know, so... So we need some fresh air. Let's go to the park so our kids can play there. So we were not planning to do ministry or not. We were just, we want to have fun with our kids, especially for them. You know, just run and have some air. So we were playing with our kids. And suddenly we, we noticed that everybody was like nervous. Everybody was like taking their kids, you know. That's what's going on. Everybody was like a little bit nervous and, and chatting and talking. And then we noticed that she was coming. Because we can hear the sounds. It was like a movie. And so Delta says, oh, that's, that's Nasrim. Nasrim? How do you know? Because she looks like Nasrim. You see, they are always covered, so I don't know who is who, but I, I trust my wife. So I said, okay. So Delta started talking with Nasrim. Nasrim is the wife of the sheikh. The sheikh is the leader of the mosque. It's the 
like a pastor, like, um, like a priest, the leader of the mosque. And he's the leader of the Bengali mosque, because we have a community from Bangladesh just in front of our house. And they're very close. They don't, they don't, she doesn't talk to anybody. And nobody wants to talk to her. That's a reality. But here in this picture, you can see Delta was talking for a couple hours with her while I was playing with Nadia, her daughter, and our kids, and taking secret pictures. Because I said, one day I will be in Berean Bible Church, and I have to show you pictures. So this is the opportunity that we celebrate. Because the reality, and it's a sad reality, is that Nasrim, normally, she can live 20 years in Paraguay, and she will never hear the gospel. Because Christians don't care about her, and because Christians don't share the gospel with her. Who will share the gospel? Her husband, who is the sheikh of the mosque? So we celebrate this type of opportunity. We give thanks to the Lord for these opportunities. This is, um, our, this is the sheikh of the green big mosque, uh, and he's our Arabic teacher. We studied two years with him, hours every week, and we became friends. So we can discuss. We study one hour of Arabic, and then we start studying theology. Jesus is God. No, Jesus is not God. The Bible is the Word of God. No, the Bible is not the Word of God. And we discuss and we talk because we are friends. And you know what Fadi Al-Hafad always said to me? He says once, do you know what I like uh, of you guys when I talk to you? He says, no, what? He says, that you answer my questions. I may not agree with you, but you answer my questions. Most of the time, I challenge Christians. I ask Christians hard questions and they never have an answer. I said, really? I said, yes. So I talked to the Trinity and said, hey, show me in the Bible where the Trinity is. Show me where Jesus accepts worship. And they never answer. They don't know. And you know what? He's right. Sadly, he's right. When a Mormon knocked at the door, who answered? We don't have time. <laughs> who will share the gospel with the Mormons? They're coming to our houses. Jehovah Witnesses. They knock at our door. We don't have time. So we close the door. Who will share the gospel with them? And this is what is happening with the Muslims in our communities. I meet here in Walmart. You can see people from Middle East, people from different countries. But sadly, there will be years here and nobody will share the gospel with them. And the reality is that the, the, the idea of the gospel, the version of the gospel that they have, it's a Hollywood version. So they think that Justin Bieber is a Christian. He thinks that Madonna is a Christian. Michael Jackson was a Christian. Sex, drugs, and rock and roll. That's Christianity for them. So who will share the grace of the Lord with them? Then in, in this picture, this is a, as well a, an important picture for us. Because it reminds us of stories. This girl here, as you can see, she's all covered, and she's not the wife of a sheikh. So she's very radical in her faith, in her religion, very extreme. But you know what? She's from Paraguay. She's not an Arab. She's not from Bangladesh. She's an Arab. She's a, sorry, she's a, a Paraguayan. But she, be, she became a Muslim. Mainly, Paraguayan girls become Muslims because they want to get married with an Arab, because they have a better economy. That's the reality. So she ended up getting married through Skype with a guy from Palestine. And she's in Palestine now. But before she left 
far away, she came to our house. Because she couldn't talk and get advices from the girls in Islam. There's no wisdom in Islam. So we start sharing with her. And we spend hours talking with her. In that case, of the day of the picture, we talked five hours and a half with her. Five hours and a half. When was the last time that you talked to somebody about Christ? Even a Christian brother or sister. We are too busy. That's never going to happen. But in, in these cultures, in, in, outside, in these communities, we have the opportunity as missionaries. We receive questions all the time. All the time. They want to talk. They want to know the truth. So we share the truth with them. So this is a, an important picture. Then we have, a, for example, here, it's a Buddhist temple who is four blocks which is four blocks from our house. I went there because the, the guy that was preaching was my friend. So I, I, I went to the service. And people were there. I was expecting type of a worship service or, you know, like a songs or something. But no. People is there for half an hour doing, um, half an hour. After 50 minutes, I was getting crazy. Or I become a Buddhist or, or you become Christians, but we have to do something. We, I cannot hold it anymore. Um, half an hour. After half an hour, you have a message. You say, Amen to everything. 400 people in that building. 400 people. It's difficult to find a church with 400 people in Paraguay. But besides that, the interesting thing is most of the Christians don't, don't know that this temple exists. And they are just few blocks from our house. This is the um, Buddhist temple in the Brazilian side. It's very touristic, very big. Very, it's, it's beautiful. You have big statues. You can see here, this is the statue of my uncle. And it's just a few miles from our house. Here is Ramesh. Ramesh is from India. He professed faith in Christ. Um, he started, studied the Bible with us. I don't know where his heart is, because for a Hindu it's very difficult. It's easy for them to say, ah, Jesus is God. Because they have billions of gods. So another God, you know, doesn't take too much space. But to say that Jesus is the Lord of Lords, He's God, He's the only God, that's a different challenge. But uh, He's close to us, He studied the Bible with us. But my wife reminds me of, of a story that I wasn't sharing in, in the churches, so this is the first time. His sister came from India to visit him. And of course he wants to introduce you know, his friends. So he came to our house. And she's from India. She's a Hindu. She doesn't live in Paraguay. She doesn't know Christian. She's there in India. So we start talking with her, drinking chai or coffee. And we start sharing with her. And we share the gospel with her. It was a, a nice moment. You know, one question leads to the other, and we share the gospel clearly, nice, the grace of the Lord. We are sinners, but we need a Savior. There is somebody that can save us. We cannot save ourselves, but God became a man, and all the gospel, the grace of the Lord, faith in Him, the glory of God, was a beautiful moment. But an interesting moment came when I, when we asked her, did you hear that before? She says, never. Did you never hear this story? No, never. You never hear about what Jesus did on the cross for us? No, never. You don't have Christian friends where you live? No. A church? No. We want to go to India at that moment. Because this is the Christian heart. We need to go to the unreached people's group. 
and we need to share the gospel when nobody heard the gospel. And this is why we are in this Muslim community. We have these wonderful opportunities to share the gospel. These people here, this is Ali and she's Maya, they are our best friends. They are from Lebanon, they are Muslims, they are Alawites, it's a type of Islam. And we became really good friends. She, they consider us family. So this is why we can greet one another with hugs and a kiss, like we do in Latin America. They do it, but girls with girls and guys with guys. But because they consider us friends, she can give me a hug and a kiss, and the husband is okay with that, because we are very good friends. This is the grace of the Lord, because it's not normal. It doesn't happen often. And she is somebody, Maya, that loves to talk about religion, and she always has questions. And after we share many times with her, especially Delta, many times, for hours. I remember the one time they talked for three hours and a half. She came to Delta and says, Delta, can I have your Bible, your scriptures in Arabic? Yes. <laughs> that was not normal. She's a Muslim. We didn't know what the husband will think. So we gave her a Gospel of John in Arabic. Months later, she came and says, Do you have more of your Bible? I know you have a bigger Bible. Do you have something else in Arabic? Yeah, just in case. Oh, here we have something. So we gave her a New Testament in Arabic. And she went to, Le- to Lebanon for a few months for vacations. And she took the New Testament with her. She didn't profess to put their faith in Christ yet. But what a wonderful opportunity is to share the gospel with her. Res- the salvation of the people is not our responsibility. We need to be witnesses. We need to share what God is doing. I mean, who God is and, and, and the gospel. So we praise the Lord for the, the opportunities that we are having. This is uh, two families from Bangladesh. They came to our house to have a dinner, and this is something normal. We always inviting people to have dinner. We have halal food. You know, it means that it's, uh, it's okay for them to have this type of meat. This is um, a Delta teaching Spanish to Lebanese women. There are a lot of people there that don't speak Spanish, so they want to learn Spanish. So Delta teach for free. So it's a service to the community, but a way to connect with them. So then I meet their husbands and their kids, and we invite them for dinner, and we can have a relationship with them. This is another powerful picture. This is two girls, two girls from Syria. They are refugees in Paraguay. They escaped from Islamic State. They escaped from the war in Syria. And they end up in Paraguay. And we went to a Muslim um, activity in the mosque, which our Christian friends and missionaries, not our team, the other missionaries from, that are working there, they said, oh, why are you going to a, a Muslim activity? Because we are the light and we need to be where the darkness is. Oh, no, no, you, you don't want to go there with your kids. Yeah, yeah, we're going. <laughs> There's good food there. What, sorry, <laughs> that wasn't the main reason. So we went... And it was like, it was like an evangelistic. <laughs> you know, they shared testimonies and they share a message and we were there. Just seeing how lost they are and, and, and how they don't have hope. And then we start talking with these two girls. We practice in Arabic. So it was very limited. 
But do we ask, do you want to learn Spanish? Yes, we can teach you for free. They just arrived in Paraguay before this activity. They thought we were Muslims. So they started studying every week with Delta Spanish. When these girls in Syria under Islamic State will hear the gospel. So this is the sovereign, powerful, mighty God that we have. He used even Islamic State to bring people to listen to the gospel. Because he's, he's sovereign. So even the, the worst situation, the worst tragedies, he can transform it in a blessing. Because he's good. This is a German community. This is me dressed as a Mennonite or Amish. We love to spend time with them. Some of them are Christians, some of them are not. So we have a very open door. They invite us to the community to teach. Sometimes I preach in weddings. And uh, we try to share the gospel and God's grace in every opportunity. This is a, a birthday party. That was Delta's birthday. And we have 10 or 11 nations there. Instead of inviting our Christian friends, we invite our neighbors who are not Christians. So we have people there from um, Lebanon, Syria, Palestine, Bangladesh, Paraguay, Brazil, Uruguay, Bolivia, Mexico, United States. And I'm missing a couple nations. And then one of the, our Arab friends, she wrote in Facebook, What a time! She says, very peaceful, even American and Arabs together. But it was peace. This is what she wrote. And it is peace, because we know the Prince of Peace. It's not because we are cool people. It's because, the, because Christ and the gospel and, and God's grace is there. And this is what we want to share with our community. But as well, we are doing church planting. And church planting is more than um, to work with the multicultural evangelism. Because we want to share the gospel with every, everybody. We don't work exclusively with Paraguayans. We would love to. But we are there to share the gospel with everybody. So we're church planting. This is how everything starts. This is our little apartment. Delta took the guitar, chose two or three songs, and I, you know, put a, a devotional, a Bible study, and we started inviting people. The first people that we met was a, a couple that was suffering in their marriage. Young couple, but they were, it was a broken marriage. They have a little kid and they were not doing well. So we met her and she was crying. She was doing not well. I said, well, why you don't invite your husband and we can have a course. We do marriage counseling. Oh, real? Yes, we, we do marriage counseling. Say, okay. Um, say, we study a book and maybe, you know, this book can change your life. What's the name of the book? It says, the Bible. Okay. She's a Catholic. She, he, she was a Catholic. He was a Mormon. And he came. He accepted. We didn't know that he would accept. So they came and we started studying Ephesians. Ephesians 1, verse by verse. If you want, you can come next week. They came. We said Ephesians 2. By grace, no by works. Then Ephesians 3, Ephesians 4, Ephesians 5. Family. Ephesians 6. When they finished, they professed faith in Christ. They, they were happy. Their life was changing. Their marriage was doing well. So say, hey. If this is good for you, why we don't invite more people? Now, she says, now it's better just us, more comfortable. So, well, that's not Christianity. If this is good for you, we need to share with other people. There are other people that are suffering, marriage that are suffering. Okay, let's invite other people. 
So we start inviting other people, and God starts sending people, more people. By the way, this is Luis, and this is Mabel with the little Everton, the first couple that came to our house. And God starts sending people. This is still our, this is still our little apartment. And we were just three songs and a Bible study, verse by verse. Then we started studying John, the Gospel of John, verse by verse. And then we couldn't fit everybody in our home. So it was complicated. So the bombers came, the missionaries, and we started talking about renting another place. But it was a step of faith, because how are we going to pay the rent? How are we going to pay the electricity? Nobody will come. And we did it. So we rent this place. And in this place, we could feed around 40 people. But after a few months, it was a stack of people, so we couldn't be there anymore. So we have to rent another place. So we moved to an avenue, and this place was bigger, was a step of faith. There was more rent, but we were there. And God starts sending people, 70, 80 people. And then we have to move to another spot. And now we have a, a room for 150 people. And we have a worship team. Delta is not playing anymore. She has panic. Since she, she is nervous to be in front of people. So she helped me because I said that she can sing a song here. What I want to show you is that this is God's grace. We are sharing our ministry, but we don't want to share our ministry. We want to share what God is doing there. This is the logo of our church. Iglesia Biblica Gracia. Grace Bible Church. And the slogan, for all the nations. We are intentional. Everybody's welcome. And all the nations means that if you're homosexual, you're welcome. You will hear the gospel. We will not change the gospel because of you. If you have a, a difficult past or doesn't matter your economy, your education, everybody's welcome because we want to, we want you to share, to hear the gospel of the grace of the Lord. But we have a problem, a big problem. How can we share what God is doing in a way that we don't steal the glory of Christ? And we were kind of worried before coming here because we will share pictures and we have a lot of stories and God bless the ministry in so many ways. But we don't want you to be focusing on us. We want you to see what God is doing in the world. What God is doing in Paraguay. 1 Corinthians 15.10 says, But by the grace of God I am what I am. And His grace towards me was not in vain. But I labor more abundantly than they all. Yet not I, but the grace of God which was with me. We, we work hard. We can be in front of you and say thank you for your support with a clean conscience because we work hard. But it was the grace of God in us. Charles Spurgeon, um, known as the Prince of Priests, sorry, the Prince of Preachers, he says once, I commit uh, so many offense, offense to God from the bed to the breakfast table that I can spend 10,000 lives in hell. But the Bible says that we are not consumed because of His grace and His mercies are new every day. So we want to, to focus in the grace of the Lord. You know, this psalm says, Not to us, Lord, not, not to us, but to Your name be the glory because of Your love and Your faithfulness. 
He is faithful. He is loving. He is graceful. We serve a mighty God. So, when we say thank you for your support, you know, we, we really mean it. Because you're part of what God is doing. God always provides, but He provides through people. He never, you know, sends money from heaven, from the sky. I try, I look, but never, never happens. But we are just instruments of justice, as we were singing there. It's all about Christ. It's about His glory. We try to contribute to His glory. But we have a dream as well. I want to share this dream with you. God doesn't need your good deeds, but your neighbor does. Martin Luther, the great reformer, says that. And we need you. And we need you in, a, in, a, in, a, in this dream. We need our own property. Where we are now meeting, it belongs to a, an American missionary that works with a different organization. And he's willing to sell the property to us. And it would be awesome to stop moving to one place or the other and, and lost, losing some people. We want to create an identity. So we want to have a Bible school for pastors. We want to train, uh, have a training center for missionaries. We have a lot of people that want to be missionaries. We want to have a home office for the home country. And as well, a light for the region, because we are in a very nice spot there. So this is why we want to buy this property. And I want you to pray about it. Uh, of course... If you can contribute, that would be awesome. But uh, besides that, if you can pray that God continue providing an open door so we can be there. We need $400,000. That's the total cost with everything inside. The chairs, the computers, the sound system, the instruments, everything. Then uh, GMI approved to raise $250,000 from the United States. And we will try as a church with the monthly offerings to raise 150000 in different payments through the years. And we need 150000 for down payments in May. So please pray for us that God will give us this dream. Because God is working in Paraguay. And we want to continue being part of what He is doing. We want to continue sharing God's grace with the people of Paraguay. And to the end of the world. So thank you so much for your support. Thank you so much for being part of what God is doing there. We really appreciate to be here. Please keep in touch with us. We are Latinos, so we love, you know, hugs, kisses, emails, just talk to people. So this is our information there. Please go to our table, sign up for our prayer letter, and, and get our prayer card so we can keep in touch and praying for one another. We love you, and we thank you so much for uh, this opportunity. God bless you. Thank you so much. Thanks for such... Oh, we got it. Good. Thank you. At this time, before we, uh, we're going to close in prayer, and our missionary guests will be in the uh, narthex, and I want you to take some time to greet them, spend some time getting to know them. Down in the gymnasium in the L.A. Peterson Youth Center are the tables for all the missionaries with their prayer cards and information, and we have it down there because we have our meals down there last night and uh, tomorrow night, and of course on Wednesday, the young people and so forth, and Thursday for WMF. So... If you haven't got any information, go down to the gym as well today and pick up some of the prayer cards and information, sign up for their emails and prayer letters, and uh, stay in touch with them that way. Thank you so much for being with us today. Enjoy your class fellowships tonight. Join us tomorrow night. If you have not signed up for dinner tomorrow night, you can just talk to one of us and let us know. Uh, we'd love to prepare enough food that everybody can be here uh, tomorrow night at 6 o'clock uh, here in the L.A. Peterson News Center as well. Missionary guests, thank you so much for being with us. Alex, thank you for sharing this morning. And Delta, thank you for singing.
uh, for us today. We appreciate that so much. And uh, let's um, have a word of prayer together, and we'll be dismissed. Heavenly Father, we thank you for uh, the time we can spend together as your family today just to uh, celebrate the sharing of the gospel of Jesus Christ. We've just sung a wonderful song, Amazing Grace. We think of the author of that song, piloting a slave ship, coming to the colonies, and uh, a storm where his life was almost lost, goes back to England, gives his life to the Lord Jesus Christ, becomes a pastor, a minister, and left that song because he, he knew what it meant. Remember what the Apostle Paul said, I am the chief of sinners, but God's grace was shed upon me so that everyone would know that they can come to Christ. And Lord, it's just been inspiring for us this weekend already uh, to be part of this uh, message of the gospel of Jesus Christ going throughout our world. We pray that we will be faithful in bringing the gospel of Jesus Christ to our community, to our neighbors, to our world. And together with these uh, guests you brought our way, we will celebrate the good news of Jesus Christ. Dismiss us now with your blessing and peace. And thank you for each person that's come to join us for the service today. We look forward to our gatherings the rest of this week and to making our pledges to our mission giving, Lord, because it's a privilege to be a part of your work. We pray this in Christ our Savior's name. All God's people say together, Amen. Amen.